Hello, everybody. Welcome to World 1 1 Podcast. I am your host, Eddie V. Thank you guys for joining us. To me on the right, I have Big Papa himself, the Red Velvet Cake, Mr. The, Larry Giver, the bearded wonder, the Norwegian nightmare. <laughs> We raise our hands in grace. We pray for the ones we wish we could erase. I know it's usually old music shit, but I'm sorry. It was Blue October this weekend, and that's all that was going to happen. <laughs> so you you get new Blue October out of me. So, And we got the lovely up north butterscotch bro him, Mr. Adrian Nieto. That is a weird nickname. I'm so <laughs> not used to that. You can't call him other, anything other than Connexican now. That's officially. Yeah, that's, I, I actually that, that really, really like that one. <laughs> oh. Well, we have our. I'm not even Mexican, by the way. For everyone listening, I'm not really Mexican. I just find the nickname really funny. <laughs> I was just called, trying to call you Caramel Connexican. He was just like, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why I called you Butterscotch Bro him to, to make it easier. Uh, hey He's guys! Sitting there with his hand on his thigh, going, "Hello, butter, scotch, baby." <laughs> oh, God! <laughs> <laughs> and we well, are let's off to some games. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but before we get into the show, um, Adrian, we want to catch up with you. How's your hiatus been? Um, we know you had a lot of conventions that you've been to, so um, tell us what's been up. Yeah, no, I, I've been really busy. I've missed, I missed a couple of episodes. Well, not a couple, like more than a couple uh, episodes of this. I uh, missed the last NBC Book Club, uh, Donkey Kong Country episode. Um, yeah, I've been, I've been like really hard at work. Um, I went to Calgary Expo, which is a like a comic con here a city around about three hours from, from where I live. Um, it was really cool. It was really excellent. I um, I got to meet uh, Charles Martinet. Martinet, sorry. Martinet. Uh, yeah, the voice of Mario. And you can see that on uh, facebook.com slash Machine. So just so you can just make fun of me of how much I geeked out while meeting that dude. Oh, oh I would It was... Adrian, it was I, just embarrassing. I literally geeked out at home when I seen that. I I was just like, yes, <laughs> like I literally lost my mind because I'm just like, I feel like I'm in like you're kind of in the presence of royalty right there of video uh, games. Yeah. yeah, and you know, like I, I I'm usually very good at like not geeking out about stuff. Like I said, like I try to be professional. I went at when I went to IGN, I was like meeting a bunch of IGN people. And I was like, oh, yeah, like you're all, all fantastic. But I tried to keep it cool, right? And then I just like I lost it. When he started talking like Mario, I was like, yeah, that's it. I, I can't even. It was so much fun. Can't even contain um, it. So, yeah, so that was Calgary Expo. A lot of really cool things happened there. Um, Tuna Cycle was a very big hit. We got a couple of people who like really enjoyed the game to the point that they were like super fans. They came back a couple of times uh, to our booth uh, to play the game again and again. Um, they brought their friends, they brought their families. It was it was a really cool time. Um, then weekend after that, I went to GDX, which is the game discovery experience in Edmonton. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a smaller venue, of course, uh, mostly game developers and people that want to get into games. And it was insane. Like, a lot of really cool games were shown. Uh, I met so many talented people. Um, so, yeah, that was fun. And yeah, I've been just busy with Tuna Cycle, getting uh, Death Diary that I'm trying to create for the uh, for the game going. And just really hard work to publish the game as soon as possible. That's awesome. Completely awesome. Well, guys, and we're going to get into the show, and we're going to be doing some indie watch. Um, the news broke out uh, about Ukulele. Um, they released some new screen sh- uh, shots for it. Um, talking about that, they're still planning to do an October 2016 release. Um, and they kind of uh, talked about what the game a, a little bit is going to be about. Um, Adrian, do you want to just give us a, a little bit more information about that? Yeah, so uh, for anyone that doesn't know or listening for the first time, uh, Indie Watch is our little segment where we talk about uh, indie games that are coming or that there are out. Anyway, that we're very excited about them. So we just want to talk to them, uh, talk about them a little bit with everyone. Um, so yeah, so Jukalele was founded last, I want to say October, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, last year. Yeah, exactly. Um, was a very huge Kickstarter. A bunch of ex-rare people uh, started playing Tonic, and there, of course, they started making that game. Everybody got super excited. It broke records in like 48 minutes and whatnot, so really exciting time. They finally broke the silence. They were working really hard at the game, and they just launched like a bunch of news about this game, uh, especially the um, story the story of the game, basically, which is uh, you are trying to save the world from... For me, this guy is Donald Trump. He just wants to destroy <laughs> everything. And, um, yeah, he's like there's the villain... Uh, what's his name? Um, Capital B. Capital B, thank you. He is trying to take the entire world's literature for himself and make profit out of it. So you can lately are uh, basically infiltrating, finding the pages of all these uh, like magical books and whatnot and trying to uh, stop his evil corporation. Which, you know what, I actually think it's funny how the game is based on a big corporation trying to destroy something that everybody loves. Yeah. Just like a certain company destroyed Rare. That, that, that... <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to figure out how Lauren Lanning does not have his fingerprints all over this because this really that that story just smells of Lauren, doesn't it? A yeah. little bit, yeah. Oh, a little bit, yeah. It's like, how did he not get involved in this? He might later. Like, they're being hired on a bunch of people, right? So, mm-hmm. um, maybe fair, he's busy doing more Oddworld stuff for me. So keep going on that, Lauren. <laughs> don't 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 stop. Gotcha. So yeah, it was it was a big uh, update that dropped this week uh, or last week, depending on when you're listening to this. And um, no, yeah, like everybody was super excited. I read it like three times, and I started looking at the images, and then I watched the Kickstarter video again, and I just got like super super excited. And uh, the entire for the entire day while I was working, I was just listening to the Bandi Kasui soundtrack. On YouTube, I was like, "Ah, oh, yeah, like I need to get on the mood of this." And uh, it got. It, 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 I'm super excited for Ukulele. They're still uh, promising the release date for this year, 
which is very optimistic if if I'm honest. I don't know what you guys think. I think for a big game like Ukulele, one year release, it's fairly quick. I'm not doubting Rare, though. Those guys are geniuses, but it's kind of soon, I think. Well, I don't know I, what you guys think. I think they announced that they're planning to release a demo. Um, I read some kind of news about it, but I didn't get an actual date for it. So if that demo is out and it's promising and it gets a lot of feedback, I think it probably will make an October uh, release, uh, which will actually be good for the holiday for like a whole bunch of gamers, especially for Wii U gamers. So what, they're, what they are releasing is uh, actually in July, they're releasing the uh, Toy Box, which um, it's like this very big open area where you can basically get a feeling for the mechanics and what they're trying to do. It doesn't have any story. It doesn't have anything super fancy. Uh, it's mostly just to just for, you know, just to get used to everything and, you know, play around, collect some stuff and basically get more excited about the game uh, coming later. So that's going to drop on July. I'm super excited about that. I think it's only a Windows PC version so far. So we'll have to you know, get a good computer, play around with that, and an Xbox controller or something. Okay. I, I, I think that more more games should have demos like that. I, I don't need a, a... Sometimes I don't need to play a whole stage. I just need to be able to fuck around with the controls a little bit and get a feel for it to know if I'm going to like the way it, it, it handles. You know? Yeah. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And... Uh, you know what? I've been seeing uh, some other Kickstarters. I saw one today. I don't know if you guys saw this. Uh, it's uh, Collegent Maker. So the guys that were doing kind of like a Mario Maker-inspired Zelda Maker, um, they launched their Kickstarter for an, a standalone version called Legend Maker, where you can create your own dungeons and create your own quest and whatnot. And it looks really cool. And they have a demo that you can play right now on the Kickstarter page. Mm -hmm. And I thought, like, man, like, yeah, a lot of people need to start doing those things. They need to put out a demo, let people get a feel. If I like it, then I'll back on Kickstarter. If I don't, then, well, you may not have to make this game after all. Didn't uh, 3D.Hero do something like that? Like, where you can make your own uh, kind of world, like, role-playing world? Yeah, but it came out on the PlayStation 3 and nobody cared about that. Oh. <laughs> Ooh, dang. Slim. <laughs> Let's be fair, Adrian's not wrong. Ooh. Yeah, <laughs> hey, you thought that was going somewhere else, didn't you? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That took a hard right turn into asshole, Bill. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. All right, yeah. So uh, I'm definitely really cannot wait for ukulele to uh, really drop. Um, it's definitely a day one purchase for me. Um, I don't know about you guys, oh, yeah. but I know definitely for me, day I, one. I, I forgot to ask you guys, did you guys back there on Kickstarter or not? I, I didn't. didn't. Uh-uh. I, I very rarely do anything on Kickstarter anymore. Um, the last thing I got on Kickstarter, and I'm waiting for it for this November, is uh, Cyanide and Happiness is uh, Joking Hazard. Oh yeah, that's the, um, the, the uh, tabletop game. game, right? The yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That actually looked really cool. I I wanted to pack it too, but again, I'm super broke, so cool, do it. Yeah, I just I just buy the game. I'll write flat when it comes out. 
Now, I, I had to get on some of those, uh, you know, Kickstarter exclusive items. I won my physical special box for Kickstarter, uh-huh. and I won my shirt, and I won my name on the stupid credits, and I won <laughs> everything. And that's cool. I like that. I, I, I like that, that you give them the, the support. Um there's no good and well. I think if if they do a Shovel Knight two and they do a Kickstarter for it, I think I'm definitely gonna support that. Just be like, yes, you know what? To me. It's actually funny because I didn't know Shovel Knight was a Kickstarter game until after its release. Mm-hmm. If I had known, I would have. Of course, I would have backed Shovel Knight. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Considering how much I love that game, I yeah, totally um, backed it. But I don't know when they. Put the Kickstarter out, but I knew it was because uh, there was when it was doing the uh, Nintendo Direct, they was uh, was talking about it. Um, and then once they said they were former Wayward Studios, I was just like, "Wait, what?" Once you say former Wayward Studios and you making a game, I now nah, I just want to go and uh, help them make the game, like really kickstarted because those guys are super talented. And you know, Wayward, I still love Wayward Studios. Um, I did, I still support them with their games that they bring out, but anyone who leads there and they're making a game, they definitely have my support. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. So, um, for our next indie title, um, it's a game called Lent in the Spirits of Inal. Um, it was revealed in 2011, and it was a vicious 2D action adventure game, um, by Bloom, uh, Bloomy Light Studios. Um, the game uh, takes uh, heavy visual inspiration from Hayao Miyazaki films. So anyone who's seen uh, Spirited Away, Princess Mononoke, um, it had that kind of look for it. Well, the game actually got canceled or um, it's kind of on hold. And it says in the story um, from Polygon, um, a few interns at the studio recently came forward and stated that they did not receive compensation for their work on the game, something that in this case is against the law in France, where the studios is based. Whether or not the sudden cancellation of the game is related to this is still unclear, but the studio issued a full statement that mentions various stories for the past few years and violent uh, declarations against certain members of the team. Um, the real reason may never be clear, but it's nonetheless somewhat poignant to see a project that's been in development for so long to come to a sudden stop. Um, and then if you want to check it out, um, they do have a trailer on YouTube. Um, Lynn and the Spirits of Inao. Inao is spelled I-N-A-O um, in case anybody wants to see it. Um, what did you guys think about it? Because there's been a lot of Kickstarter uh, Kickstarter games that have can, that have had cancellations but th- the business aspect aspect of it has really affected it like it's been like some really shady stuff um what did you guys i've, think I've about got that? some i've got some thoughts on this first and foremost what the fuck france interns are for getting us coffee and not having to pay them the hell you're doing it wrong but beyond that you know, uh, I'm kind of getting to the point where I'm going, fuck France and anything that they have to do with video games. Because we're talking about you, Ubisoft. I'm tired of your shit. But it, it looked pretty. I mean, I looked at this and I thought, you know, I, I have a, a real hearkening back. And maybe it's just me making a weird connection. But it's I'm looking at it going, ooh, this reminds me of Lost Winds in really happy ways. 
and I, I kind of wanted, you know, it, it makes me sad that, you know, I'll probably never get my mitts on this, but it, it looked pretty, and I, I like pretty things. I do, but, you know, it, it That's is. That's because you're a pretty thing. I am a pretty thing, and I like pretty <laughs> things like your mouth and, and, and your mouth and, oh, yeah, it got weird. <laughs> That's that Indiana. That's that Indiana. That Indiana <laughs> countryside coming out. You got a purdy mouth, boy. <laughs> um, I, I, you know what? I, I never thought I was gonna come out in the defense of friends, but Ubisoft is Canadian. Uh, nah, I don't know. They, they still. They every had, time I, I thought they had. Uh, I thought it was France because I. I thought the owner well, of it. The thing, the thing is that is uh, Ubisoft is in Montreal, yes. and um, they speak uh, well. They speak uh, French uh, there. Canadian fuckers. Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> Do they got? Um, don't they have another one? That, don't I thought they? Okay, I thought they had one in France and Montreal, like and I mean I in Canada, think, like they had two, no, two of them. I think they have another studio in. Um, not in France. I think it's Germany, but it's only like an accountant type thing. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, I, yeah. You know what? It's a shame that a game that got backed on Kickstarter uh, was canceled because there a bunch of people are, you know. No, they down. do have shit in France. They do? Yeah. I'm looking at it right here like Ubisoft Paris Studio. Oh, what have they worked on then? I couldn't tell you, but Google says that their shit exists in France. Hmm. All right, my bad, everyone. Um, <laughs> I... And apparently, if you Google it, they give you an option to call their offices. Let's just complain. <laughs> like, hey, why have the last five Assassin's Creed games garbage? Why did I get that end the end of the division? How the heck you gonna just throw a level and then have me go somewhere else to get a to get the edit? Yeah, Ubisoft. You, my you actually, you know what? You know what? I I just discovered recently that I, a good friend of mine, which I uh, I went to college with, um, he started working with uh, Ubisoft Montreal as a uh, like a gameplay mm-hmm. uh, programmer. And uh, I'm super excited for him, and I hope he does well. But I wanted to uh, comment on his status update, saying, like, hey, be sure that they don't ship another unfinished game. And <laughs> then and then I thought to myself, like, no, that's really harsh. <laughs> I shouldn't <laughs> say anything like that. Right. Uh, but, no, yeah, Vladimir, if you ever listen to this, good luck, man. I hope you – well, I know you'll do great in, in Ubisoft, so. Yeah, so congrats. We're we're counting on you to make it better finally to fix it. Yeah, no, that dude is super talented. So I'm pretty sure he'll do amazingly well. Yeah, because I don't also even know. Also, send yeah. us free copies of games. I don't yes. even know what's uh, Ubisoft. Oh, Watch Dogs Two is Ubisoft's next game rumored to be. I think. Uh, yeah, they're it, doing another there, one of those. There are rumors about yeah. it. Uh, we'll hear more on E3, I guess. Yeah, because Watch Dogs was uh, was successful uh, when it first came out, and then everybody stopped playing it because Mario Kart Eight started uh, dominating the whole summer. So yeah, yeah. Watch Dogs had Watch Dogs was it's, it's part of my uh, backlog bash blowout for uh, for the summer, and 
that game got tore limb to limb about its graphics. Like, mm-hmm. and it became a real story of about e- being tricked by ET Treaders and when you get the final product in your hand. Um, and I, I guess because it was so successful for sales that they just ignore everything else. And I don't know. I think they might have finished it. Uh, like, I mean, finished it as a way in updating, fixing a lot of bugs and stuff. But, um, yeah, that gang, they, that gang got tore left and right. Like they, they thought they was, they had a good hit on their hand. And it only was a hit because of that ET treader. And then when everybody actually got it, it just got tore to shreds. Yep. But to be fair, at this point, if you're buying a game based on just trailers, you got nobody to blame but your damn self. Because I'm sorry, how is this not the oldest shit in the book? Let's let's go back to anything pertaining to PlayStation 1 and go, oh my god, it looks so good. And you get it and you're like, oh. That was a cut scene for a trailer. Huh. And we still haven't grown out of that, guys. We, we haven't. So if you're still getting Ow. duped by this shit, you got nobody to blame but yourself. Of course. Um, that Like, we, every, everybody's now keep going to it. That Aliens Colonial Marines is a prime good example. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, again, I'm not feeling I, I, bad I, for anyone. I forgot, how did we get to this after talking about an indie game that was cancelled? Because <laughs> uh, you were talking about Homeboy working in Ubisoft. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. alright. <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> and it started because this it started because this goddamn French interns. Oh, right, right, right. Because so, um, apparently so yeah. they don't understand the concept of interns are not supposed to get paid. You're doing it wrong, damn it. Oh, I don't know. I well, I didn't get paid either when I was an intern. I was really sucky. Exactly. So it's now your job to hire an intern who you don't have to pay and make him suffer for his work experience. Oh, I should totally hire interns. You're welcome. Well, I, don't sounds... know, I don't know if it's legal in Canada. I don't know. Well, it sounds um, like uh, so interns was hired at Dan Buster Studios because Homefront: The Revolution came out last week. And it's, it's, you talk about a troubled history of a game. Um, the history of it is that uh, Home for the Revolution uh, first originated at THQ and was announced the following, the, uh, following the first game's release at the publisher declared bankruptcy in 2012. Um, and that was THQ. Uh, uh, Crytek grabbed the rights to the series in 2013. Um, that same year, Deep Silver bought the franchise at the owner Crytek Closes UK branch. Crytek UK had worked on the game since it was announced. Several, uh, several members of that studio joined the UK-based Dumbuster Studios, which was formerly, uh, uh, which was formed by publisher Deep Silver in 2014. That included uh, some uh, Zala, who is um, who was kind of uh, the head of the project. Um, and because at the end of the game, they kind of show a credits about all who helped on it and who con- uh, contribute to it. Um, um, he was put in charge of Dan Buster at the Leaving Crytek UK, where he had led the development of Homefront for uh, the Revolution. And the problem with it is that the frame rate is dropping. Um, like it's, um, they said the PC version is still messed up. 
um they knew that it was it had its problems and now they're working on the patch to fix everything um but it's a game that's been that was in development hell and it got passed around so much that um they said it's still playable and that you could beat it um but the reviews had just like murdered the game um and definitely with with it come with uncharted 4 coming out um and that getting good reviews and stuff hey um, hey 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 we said that we were going to talk about i'm just saying that the, we're not we're just, just mentioning that just it's come that, out that those two games came out on tuesday uh, okay so um and i'm just saying that uncharted 4 got a lot of high reviews uh, compared to the home, uh, compared to Homefront, which is an open world game, or supposed to be open world, they said that um, it's only open world in a way that you, once you get done with certain things, another part opens up. Um, but it's so linear that um, that it, do, it doesn't feel open world. Um, and so I know we talked about you know delaying games. Uh, it's supposed to be a good thing to make a game better. But when a game gets passed around and and it's delays, um, do you guys think that it's not? It shows that there's no promise for that title. I don't think there's no promise, but I do think you should be leery because if a game's going to get passed from one developer, you know, one studio to another to another, then you're you're very likely, not guaranteed, mind you, but very fucking likely that you're going to run into the issue of it's been in so many hands that, you know, each had their own vision for this, that there was no one clear driving direction making this game, you know, one solid vision for this, this you know, title uh, throughout the course of its development, and it's just kind of fucking all over, you know. That's, that's probably one of the biggest concerns I would have with any game that got passed around like that, mm-hmm. you know. And I'm not even talking about Duke Nukem because, like I said, Duke Nukem's its own unique mess that it just was never going to survive the uh, the time difference from that's when what, it was popular now. But I think that one was like 13 years in development, 11 to 13 years in yeah, development. Yeah, give or take. Yeah, it was 13. Yeah, it was you know 11 what? To 13 it's, years past its prime, anyways, as a series. When when a game gets passed around uh, from hand to hand. Uh, it kind of reminds me of like a bowl of popcorn. Like if you're eating popcorn by yourself, that's fine. When there's like more than five hands going into the popcorn, maybe you shouldn't eat anymore. <laughs> it gets to a point at which you like, uh, maybe not. <laughs> and you like, maybe in some games, maybe someone should get it and say like. Uh, maybe I shouldn't eat for the, from this and just like let it die. Mm-hmm. Well, I think, um, you know, I just wanted more of an update about the game. Um, I'm sometimes not worried about a game being passed around because sometimes that's n- not saying that's not my game that I'm going to play, uh, but. Uh, if I know that if it goes into the right hands of a developer, um, I I could be like, okay, I'll wait till the reviews come out first before I even touch it or even talk about it. Um, because what it, what it is now is that the the backstory or the history of the game 
it's more important from the game itself. Like, like t- we, let's take uh, Dude Nuka Forever. Like, if they did a documentary about the history of, you know, that development hell, that would probably be more interesting than the game itself. Mm-hmm. You know. I'd watch that. I'd watch it. I'd totally watch a documentary on the uh, the development cycle of fucking Duke Nukem. Like, I just want to know where it all went for 13 fucking years. Show me that story. That's got to be better than whatever game you guys did put out. Maybe. It's, it's, it's just, I don't know, it's kind of like a mess when something <sighs> gets lost in time like that, I think. Well, well, Adrian, you're a developer, so, you know, it's probably hard making games. Uh, and, of course, oh, you, got, so... you definitely have first-hand you know experience. I... You know what? It's actually funny because, like, Tuna Cycle, right? Like, you see it, and it's like, oh, yeah, it's this Infinite Runner-type game, and you're uh, Tuna, right? Then Unicycle, oh, that's very funny. It should be simple enough, right? Nope, it really is not. Like, there's so many things that go wrong during game development. Uh, so many other things that you have to balance it out. I mean, it's especially for small teams. Although AAA studios are kind of different, they have way more people uh, with hands on deck. But like, yeah, game development is not easy, and I understand some games can take a lot of time. I actually prefer when companies like take a break and. Mm-hmm work on a game for longer like for example look at uh, Pokemon for example right they took a break last year and now Pokemon Sun and Moon are looking like beautiful they look yes, like yes. really good looking RPGs right? right so those things I'm okay with but when it's the same looking like the game looks exactly the same and it's been development forever like ah, just let it go it's, it's like the Titanic. I mean, we all hate Rose because he let Jack die, but at the end of the day, he had to die. And even if you um, look at Final Fantasy XII and uh, Final Fantasy XIV, uh, like Final Fantasy XII, uh, they ended up switching directors, just like Final Fantasy XIV. Like, they actually had to redo all of Final Fantasy XIV um, to make it what it is now. So um, I, I kind of could understand, yeah. uh, even though that's in, within the same company, I'm like, a title going to different directors and being in different production hands, it, it, it really gets very worrisome. Just like, what is this game going to turn out to be? You know, like, if you guys, like, Adrian, yeah. if, like, if you were working on... Uh, uh, on a game for the Frozen Machine, like a new game that you didn't annou- uh, announce, and you guys were having problems with, problems with it, and you just had to let it go, and you gave it to another developer, you would probably kind of get worried to be like, well, we don't know who this developer's work is, but you know, maybe they can make it better. And if you find out that your game kept getting passed around and around, you probably would be like, what's happening to the game, uh, our deal of a game that we made? It's, it's, it's been in four different hands. What's going on with this game? Yeah, no, it, it totally is. I, again, uh, sometimes when it gets so 
out of hand like that mm-hmm. again just let rest like it's sometimes i think people get too well i mean like making games is like kind of like making babies to some extent which yes that's gonna get really weird real soon <laughs> bear with me not if you think of, not if you think um, of it in a sexual sense it, it, but i understand what you're getting at it does make sense everyone everyone is gonna think of a sexual way but anyway uh no it, it is it is kind of hard to you know something that you're making that you bring your heart into not be what the best it can be mm-hmm. but yeah like you have to you have to let it go sometimes it's like well this is not really working just, just move out cut the page move on yeah and i feel like there are some games that um like they run out of money like they run out of budget and they still put it out and it's just it feels like half a game like is missing parts and they just put it in it together and then released it for whatever the cost. Like, I, that's kind of how I feel like about some games when it's just be like, what the heck happened to the development? Like, how, like, you guys were on a good track. What the world happened? Yeah. Well, sometimes I, I, I can kind of understand that, you know. You put so much into it and you, you ran out of money and you done fell short. It's like, okay, well, uh, financially responsible thing is we we put a cap on this thing and it may not be everything that we wanted, but at least it's something. We put it out and hope to God maybe we recoup some money and, you know, maybe even do better than break even and get to take another whack at it and, you know, grow a little more. And That's, that's very true. And actually, you know what, that reminds me of... Um... Like Mega Man Legends, for example, right? Like they shipped because they were running out of money and they were like, well, yeah, we need to ship this. And it sold all right, but it became a cult classic. And now, you know, like it's re-released on PSN and people try to buy like a copy of it on, on like like an actual copy of it somewhere. Oh, yeah. So it's, um, it, sometimes it works out, but yeah, I mean... I guess Duke Nook Forever is another good example of, yeah, that didn't really pan out. But maybe it will become a cult classic 10 years from now. Who no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I won't. <laughs> and, and, I mean, and, and just think of it. If, if that was the case, then the new Doom that's out is is making Duke Nukem Forever look horrible in comparison. Just like... You know, because it is horrible in comparison. Well, yeah. Um, you know, d- like Doom's been away for a long time, and you know this reboot or um, that just came out. I, w- I won't say reboot. I don't really c- consider that as a remake or anything. Um, this Plus reboot much. has like has been blowing everybody's mind because, of course, you ah. know the reviews copies didn't come out. Uh, people didn't give reviews copies until the game actually came out, and they said because the online servers, online servers wasn't up yet, so they wanted to wait to the day of release. But the people who've been playing it have been falling in love with it, and you know if if Duke Nukem Forever had got that same treatment, um, it'd probably still be a game that people talk about. Like I think right now, like. Yeah. Doom, like Doom and Uncharted Four are probably going to be definitely going to be nominations for Game of the Year, um, for well, some people. The thing with Doom, 
the, the thing with Doom though uh, that is different from Duke Nuke is that um, I mean yeah it's been away like it was away for a long while right. but it's not like it was on development during that entire time while Duke Nukem it was on development for a long time and like how many consoles generation did we jump waiting for Duke Nukem forever I think from PS2 to like mid PS3 era mm-hmm. something yeah. like that yeah yeah cause but it, honestly uh, was it like 1995 or 94? Like, it was early 90s that Duke Nukem Forever was in development. Or it might have been 2000. Honestly, it, it wasn't the uh, it wasn't the enormous development cycle that killed Duke Nukem, though. It was not comparatively to, you know, what with uh, trying to compare it to Doom that just came out. No, the, the, the biggest thing is that we outgrew Duke Nukem. You know, Duke Nukem 15 years ago, we were, you know, teenagers and kids going, ha, he made a dick joke about his balls. And, you know, suddenly, 15 years later, kind of go, oh, he made a dick joke about his balls. That's, yeah. yeah. That's not funny anymore. So. Like the joke you know, got just, tired. Yeah. And uh, Duke Nukem thought it was still funny. So it, it just it, it 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 was in development for too long to be able to hit any window where it still had any cultural relevance. Yeah, that's where that game fell short more than anything else. That's what killed it. Where where yeah. Doom now it's just like it's a, it's surprising people like it's getting really good ratings and stuff. Um, yeah. I, I think it's it's one of the games that. It is is solid in a single player, but a little wonky in this multiplayer. Um, that's what that's what I'm getting the the uh, uh, vibe from it from a lot of reviews and the people talking about it. But it's just like it's so fast and it's so fun that it's just like addictive. And definitely with Overwatch coming out or Overwatch actually being out, um, waiting to see the responses of what people say from that because they enjoyed the beta. Um, but, um, I'm definitely for now, I'm just waiting to see what the responses are going to be. Um, what people think about that game. Cause like Battleborn has went silent, yeah. you know, yeah. and that's kind of concerning to me to, to, to be, um, and even though that this sounds like a different topic, um, Battleborn just like I thought people were so into this game how did it go silent so quick and that's kind of how how, how Homefront the Revolution is is that people are talking about its performances but it, once it goes silent none of that even matters yep guys I just had a really sad thought what we'll never see another portal game again why because Valve can't fucking count to three Valve uh, don't even make games anymore. They don't. They don't need to. They're making too much money. Off so fucking sad. I want new Portal and I want new Left 4 Dead. Um, I have not tried Left 4 Dead. Really? Uh, you yes, missed it I, completely. I, I I wasn't a fan of uh the 360. Um, oh, and I, shock. Yeah, I the 360. 
um, I actually wrote a blog about how much I hate the system because I was so mad that it took four remakes of one system to get get it right. And I was just like, I'm, I wouldn't pay $400 to get a system right. And when I have to use a trick of it works or not to wrap a system up in a towel to cool it down, no. I, I was just like, I'm not playing, I'm not buying this system. Thankfully, the Xbox One is okay. I love the Xbox One. Um, but the 360, I, I thought it was complete trash. And I was just like, I'm glad that the Wii kind of dominated over that system. Yes, it didn't have the third-party support like it should have. But I'm just like, I'm finding more fun on my Wii than I am on 360. Um, and the only two You get- know what, though? Yeah. You, you, you need to make that two-hour trip. You need to come spend a weekend here, and we're going to get down on some goddamn Left for Dead. You're like, <laughs> why did I miss this? The fuck's wrong with me? You and me, dude, we're going to just marathon some Left for Dead. Uh... Where we're going to make this shit happen, dude. We're planning it out at some point. You're coming over. It's only two hours. Dude, jump the South Shore. You get here. I'll pick you up. <laughs> well, I am going to Bolenbrook in June. Uh, there you go. There you go. Now you're thinking. <laughs> but uh, that's for something else. Um, yeah, I I was just not into uh, to the 360. I did get I I um, got the PS3 because the online was free and I had extra money to get it. Um, Portal 2 is amazing. I and I felt so bad that I didn't play when it came out. Um, I waited for it to go to twenty dollars. Um, because I thought the game was short and I wouldn't get into it. But I played it, sat down with it, and I'm just like, this game deserved the game of the year uh, when it came out. It, it's amazing. It, it was like a perfect 10. I'm just like, yeah, this game is amazing. Um, Left 4 Dead, um, I do, I yeah, I will make the trip to come down and try it. So, it, we, we, we need to make it happen. Speaking of speaking of older titles, I, I want to throw out just an, an honorable mention because it's the one thing that I did play for about half an hour this week because I still haven't even downloaded the games that I bought that we talked about last week. Uh-huh. But um, I did pop uh, an old favorite into my DS this week. I popped in Scourge Hive. And I just I was like, yes, I thought about this in so long, but fuck, it was good. Oh, that game is amazing. That was, and it was awesome. And if you don't have a copy, anybody, you you can go out and find it for like five dollars at a secondhand store somewhere, because it was so much fun. It was good. It's, and it's the last boss, chief asshole. But yeah, you know, beyond that, it's Metroid and Zelda put together, and yeah, it's, that game is good. Metroid, Metroid, yeah. It, it would kick your tail. Don't get me wrong. It's a it's difficult, um, but that, it's that so shit good. Is no mercy. Yeah. So well, before we go, um, what has everybody been uh, playing? Um, Adrian, I've been playing some Dark Souls three. I've died a lot, of course. I've been playing The Witness. That game is really creepy, and um, so sad. I can't play that yet. Oh, and uh, a lot of Counter Strike too. Nice, nice. Um, uh, I finished Uncharted four. Um. 
which was surprising that it's, it's not really long. Um, I, I spend a lot of time with it. Um, I did enjoy it. It is gorgeous. Uh, and I know, <laughs> um, and don't get me, don't get me wrong. Uh, Adrian, I think it does deserve game of the year nomination. I, I think it deserve, um, it's so 2.7 million. Um, so I am, you know, congratulations to Naughty Dog about it. Um, that is so, um, uh, that is so that well. So, um, but you gave it how many Yoshis though? I gave it three out of five Yoshi coins. Um, but yet it deserves game of the year. Um, it, it deserves game of the year because, and I, I think I was thinking about it more and reflecting about it a little bit more. And I, I, I had to let go of some of the stuff and like kind of see it for what it is. And you, know, I'm not going to give it like, I, I'm not going to rate it high. Um, because I know it's an uncharted game. Um, but I think it deserves all the awards and the sales that it get. Like it is a game that I would recommend to people who are getting to PlayStation Four. So, um, like, and I, I was thinking about this definitely at work. Um, that I think it might be the best Uncharted, um, uh, like Uncharted Four, Uncharted Three. Uh, one would be the third, and then two would be last. I was thinking about about it uh, today, but uh, Uncharted Four, I think it's a definite. It's a it's it really is good. Um, I just can't give it high because it does the things that Uncharted is known for. Um, but uh, so don't feel bad, Adrian. I'm not. I'm not, I won't spoil anything because I think you need to experience it for yourself and see if you. I I I did. I played for uh, seven hours straight, and I really loved the game. But we're not gonna get into that because I can't be here do for hours. Play, and no, I you actually don't have need a PlayStation Four. <sighs> no, I don't. I'm poor. Are you kidding? Oh. Me? I went to a friend's house. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, yeah, but definitely keep going to that friend's house and playing it all the way through. I think you will thoroughly enjoy it. Um, yeah, I'm actually waiting for him. Uh, he's out of town, uh, but once he uh, he beats it, I'm gonna borrow his uh, PS4 and just play for a weekend or something. Nice. Um, I am working on Yoshi's Woolly World and Axiom Verge um, this uh, uh, this week. Um, I'm just like you, Larry. I think Axiom Verge needs to be played on the Wii U. I hate you, by the way. You're getting to play it. I'm still waiting for it to come out on my choice platform, you dick. It's, <laughs> it's, it, it, I, I don't think you would have been happy with the, with your first playthrough. I think once it comes to Wii U, and hopefully some things get fixed, um, like the second screen is definitely is definitely that second screen is definitely needed. Um, I think you would definitely enjoy it better on Wii U than uh, the original format. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, Yoshi's Woolly World. Um, I'm playing that for the book club. Um, enjoying that. It's still one of the most beautiful games ever. I just that art aesthetic is just just has my heart. And I actually. Um, the day of this recording, I actually got to sell this game to a little girl, and she got the pink Yoshi um, at my nice. job. And I was just, I, I felt so happy because we, we got our new Nintendo rep, um, and I kind of, and, and uh, not a disclaimer or anything, but uh, we got this nice uh, red Nintendo uh, notebook. Um, where they got to keep their information in. And I kind of told the uh, rep, I'm like, do you have another one of these? He's just like, I know, right? And it's just like, dang it. And hopefully I could take that notebook home when, when it's not needed anymore because 
that notebook is so beautiful. I was just like, <laughs> why can't Nintendo sell this? Like, there's just some stuff that the reps get that that once you see it and they show show off, just be like, why Nintendo? Why don't you not put this in store so I could buy like ten of these and like give you money, like throw money at you? And yeah, we got the nerding it up and stuff. Um, but yeah. Uh, so that's what I'm playing, and then uh, next month I'll be in my backlog, starting, um, and I cannot wait for that. Uh, that's going to be very interesting. Four games, two months for uh, eight weeks. So nice. So, um, like, like I said, I, I got to play maybe about a half hour of Scourge Hive, and it made me happy. But um, I. I and I'm hoping to get to it this week. I want to get into some more Yoshi's Woolly World. I played a whole fuck ton of it right when it first came out, and I've kind of had to put it down since. But I want to share my little sappy sentimental thing for Yoshi's Woolly World. Um, back uh, right about when that came out, uh, we were waiting to find out, my wife and I, if we were going to have a boy or a girl. Mm-hmm. And um, so we bought one of each of the uh, the colored Yoshis, the blue and the pink. And that's how we made the announcement to everybody when we found out if it was a boy or a girl. Nice. And I put the pink yarn Yoshi up on my wall uh, at work over my cubicle. So, nice. That's very really cool. And little lady so, yeah, that, that was my little sappy thing. Aww. Well, guys, that is the show. We won't keep you guys long. Uh, wishing you guys have a great Memorial weekend and a great Memorial Day. Um uh, we probably will have an episode. Um, I don't know. Um, we'll let you guys know. And you can uh, know about that by joining us on Facebook uh, at World 1-1 Podcast. Um, you guys could join us there. You can email the show at world11podcast at gmail.com. That's W-O-R-L-D 1-1 Podcast at gmail.com. Um, we're on SoundCloud, iTunes, uh, Google Play. Just look up uh, uh, look up optional opinion, um, and you will see the optional opinion podcast and our podcast World One One, um, and get all the episodes I, get caught up. Does iTunes tell us how we're doing? How are we doing? Have we have we gotten more than three people to listen yet? No clue. Um, not not that I know of. I have to go on and look, and I could give you the stats uh, later. Um, five star ratings. Give. Um, give our show five star ratings. Um, let us know. We want to hear what you guys think about the show and uh, topics that we want uh, want to discuss and stuff. And you know, show us love. That's all we ask. Is show us love. Um, Larry, where can they find you? Find me on Facebook, being ornery, obnoxious, and you know, just a general pain in the ass. Uh, Larry is always right. Giver on Facebook. Um, yeah, no, leave leave us some comments. Leave us some questions. Talk to us, interact to us on the Facebook page. I, I, I do watch that. I may not post a whole lot at the moment just because shit's really busy, but I, I do keep an eye on that and, you know, kind of hope that one of the three people listening, you know, will finally get bored one night and go, I could talk to a real person and they <laughs> will talk back to me. Yes. <laughs> and Adrian, where, well, what's up? What's up with you? Where can we find you? Um, don't find me directly because I'm very boring, but, uh, look up the first <laughs> machine, go to the first machine.com, follow our social media, Tuna Cycle is going to come out really, really soon, so I'm very excited about that. Adrian's already told me about the sequel to Tuna Cycle. Yeah, it's I... called Tuna Cycle. No, no, no. 
I know what it's about, and I can share with oh, you. Oh, hey, hey, spoilers, remember. Why did oh, we talk? We talk about that after Tuna Sickle. All I'm so. saying is Tuna Sickle and Mad Max in Thunderdome. <laughs> Why a game called... Gentlemen, Tuna got fucking serious. I feel like fi- a game called Fish Riders came to my mind, and it was like a beat em up of like fish versus octopus or something. Like it's a beat em up game. I would play Fish Riders. I would play something like that. Um, weird. Um, you guys could follow me on Twitter at that retrocode, T H A T R E T R O C O D E. And I also do a show called Optional Opinion. You guys could check that podcast out on SoundCloud, um, iTunes, and on Google Play. Um, interact with us, uh, interact with me, um, let me know. Um, but before we go, um, I forgot to ask this question, um, and I'm giving, uh, to you, Adrian and Larry to also think about this, cause I think this is going to be a good discussion. Um, you are able to work with Nintendo making a Smash Brother game for the arcade. You have, uh, 36 characters. Um, the, to put into your game. Now, unfortunately, four of the characters have to come from the Mario series. So you have Mario, Luigi, Princess, and you have Bowser. So only those four. Um, you get to pick out of any other video game series to put into that game. The thing is, is that if you pick a series, it has to be four characters. So if you pick, let's say, um, Shovel Knight. You have to pick Shovel Knight and maybe three of the bosses. And that has to be from that game only. That's your four characters. So you're now in charge of making the uh, other 32 characters. Uh, it's 36 characters in total. Um, uh, is that right? Yeah, 36, this, yeah, 36 characters in total. So four is already taken away. So you have eight titles to pick from, 32 characters to make. What is your list? We want to know what you guys think. You can email the Am show. Am I limited to anything that's appeared on Nintendo systems, or can I branch out of that? Branch out any any anything you want to oh branch God, out. I just got to look at my shelf, and I can put together a roster you, for you real quick. Let's could, do this. It, no, 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 not today. <laughs> Let's leave. Oh, I know, I know. I'm just staring at it going, I want that one and that one and that one. <laughs> So, um, we want to know what you guys think. You can email the show at world11podcast at gmail.com. Um, and we want to know what you guys think uh, what your list would be. Um, we're going to put it up also on the Facebook page. Um, if you guys are following me on Twitter, I'm going to throw it up there so you guys can answer the question. And hopefully we get a lot of responses um, this month. Yeah, this month for MVC, we are playing Yoshi's Woody World, so that discussion is coming up. Um, I don't know if we have the game for next month just yet, but uh, I think 3DS one for next month, or yeah, Adrian. Okay, yeah, yeah. so uh, we will be finding Still out. For bit trip again. <laughs> so we will be finding out what that game is going to be for next month, and we also have E3. Uh, I know. Uh, Sky, not Sky Resort. I know uh, the next Legend of Zelda is going to be displayed, but we don't have no other information. So definitely, I cannot wait uh, for after E3, um, and we get all the info. Hopefully, we could do a good show about that and present it to you guys. So um, with that, we are out. Any other announcements or anything, guys? Before we go, yes, yes, I'm giving you my sneak preview. I'm going to give you the first four characters of my roster. I'm I'm going to go with the four Tetraminos from Tetris. 
are going to be four of my fighters. I can't with you. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> like, I just can't with you. <laughs> Because you would do that. Well, you know what? That's now you got twenty eight other characters to make. Uh huh. Adrian, I'm I'm I I know Larry's Larry's going Larry's uh, uh list is going to be good, but I can't wait to hear yours, Adrian. Because you probably have a lot, and you probably going to be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I don't know. I'll have to. I'll really have to think about it. Well, we know. We'll Shovel, see next week. Yeah, we know Shovel Knight is in it, so. <laughs> and with that everybody we are out have a good weekend have a good week please be safe spend time with family and friends um don't drink and drive it is uh memorial day weekend and we care about you as our listeners um, and with that we are out see ya bye good night